Hi, everyone. This is Andrew. Hello, this is Marn. This is the Argonauts podcast. This week, we are going to be talking about This is My Milwaukee. This is my Milwaukee. This is my Milwaukee. This is my Milwaukee. This is my Milwaukee, too. Why not make it yours? Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of the Argonauts podcast. We are here to talk about old defunct ARGs and see if we can still solve them. That's true. We might even talk about new defunct ARGs if we run out of old ones. There's actually an old defunct one that I might talk about later in this thing because uh, people thought that it was a tie-in and I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, awesome. That's There's a teaser for you. <laughs> uh, so what you guys just heard is an intro from the intro video to This Is My Milwaukee, a, an ARG uh, that took place in like 2008. Uh, yeah, it ran uh, November 2008 through like February, March of 2009. Okay. Um, so this is the first episode of the podcast. We're still figuring stuff out. But I think that the most important thing is to tell people what a podcast is. Not a podcast. <laughs> What's a podcast? It's, it's like a radio show, but it's online. Um, I think that we should start off saying what is an ARG? Um, because a lot of people don't know. I, I don't know. I know that when we announced this podcast, all of your friends seemed like they said, hey, that's really cool. I can't wait to listen to it. That sounds like a neat idea. And all of my friends said, what the fuck <laughs> is an ARG? Um, so what is an ARG? Um, actually, when I was in my car today, I was having an existential crisis. I was like, do I say ARG out loud or do I say ARG? Like, how do I say it in my normal life? And how am I going to say it on the podcast? I actually don't um, know how normal people who aren't me pronounce it out loud. Do you call it an ARG? I, I don't know. I mean, our pod our podcast is Argonauts, so naturally the answer should be yes. But... Yeah, but that's more for like the Argonauts. Like they sought treasure, right? Like the gold, the the golden sheep. That's true, right? Yeah, so, and we're just looking for the golden website. Well, yeah, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so yeah, uh, I don't know. I've always said ARG. I think I think that I naturally say ARG but now but now I've been questioning myself all day about it <laughs> <laughs> well what is an erg Marn? um well it's an alternate reality game um most people I think know it from probably like the the viral marketing that they did for the movie Cloverfield and like the dark night I guess that was one that happened I didn't uh, know the dark knight had one <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh shit! We're sh we're gonna do an episode about it. It was very cool. It was <laughs> okay, it cool. was like they did like they did one at Comic Con. Um, okay. And uh, a lot of uh, corporations have kind of co-opted them for marketing purposes. But back in the old days of the internet, and also now, it's like seeing a resurgence now. Uh, 
they're just kind of interactive storytelling where the audience can interact with the characters and solve puzzles to advance the plot. But it's not like a video game. Uh, no, but like some video games use them as marketing and some have kind of like video games incorporated in them, I guess. Like I've seen, I've seen ARGs that have video games as like a part of them. There was a weird one, like, I want to say like three years ago, where there this like weird like pixel game came out and people found a bunch of like weird shit in the like files for it and it like led to a bunch of like hidden websites and stuff so i know that's been a thing in the past okay we'll get into that one too (laughs) args are everything i just want you to know we're currently at two pronunciations of arg and one of arg i'm gonna keep the tally going for you just so you know no um (laughs) so Part of the thing that makes ARGs cool is that they're kind of, um, I was about to say they don't exist, which isn't really true, but it's, <laughs> that, that's, that's the alternate reality part of it is that, um, so we're going to get into this as my Milwaukee, which um, kind of starts with a premise that like Milwaukee was destroyed and then rebuilt um, and that they want you to move back to Milwaukee because it's safe now. We've 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 secured the threat. Uh, we're not going to talk about what the threat is, but we've secured it, um, which is kind of the alternate game is what what happened to Milwaukee um, and where did it go from there? Um, it's a it's a fictional thing that happens, but you're doing it online, almost in person sometimes and like in your real life. Um, so it's a fictional thing that joins your own life, which is kind of neat. Yeah, um, it's it's like uh, it's kind of like LARPing. It's kind of like uh, an escape room. It's kind of like going to like an immersive theater thing or like a haunted house where the people are allowed to like come out and touch you. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's been when I've been explaining it to people. I I've been going with it's like an escape room that happens online. Um, yeah. And it turns into a scavenger hunt. And that yeah. that gets people 90% of the way there. I'm not good at ARGs. Um, I'm what... So in uh, in Magic Design, Magic the Gathering, they have these like player psychographics that they design cards for. You know, you make some cards because people like playing big dumb dinosaurs. You make some cards because people like to feel like they're smarter than their opponent. Um, but one of the player psychographics is what they call a, a Vorthos or a Melvin. Um which are people that like Vorthos is like the story on the cards and they like the characters and Melvin's like to look at a magic card and go, Oh, that's a neatly designed magic card, <laughs> whether it's good or bad or whatever. And and that's me. Um, when it comes to ARGs, I'm, I'm very bad at them. Uh, if you show me a random string of numbers, I will sit back and wait for someone else to decide, Oh, that looks like it's bacon cipher or baconian cipher, or, Oh, that looks like it's in hexadecimal. I, I can't do that. I don't know any of that. Um, I just know that I can sit back and go, oh, it's neat that we found a code. I can't wait for <laughs> someone to solve it. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm i also not that good at the codes. I can, like, because of doing the futuristic violence uh, ARG, I can recognize generally, like, basic ciphers, but I, I am way better at just, like, getting information out of characters. <laughs> 
that like became yeah i'd rather i'd rather sit back and learn hey someone's in the chat with us we can talk to this character in the game uh i'd much rather do that than sit with a thing and decide like maybe this is uh rot one maybe this is rot two maybe this is rot three and go through the whole alphabet that's just not for me yeah i remember i went because the uh the futuristic violence one was happening when i used to work like graveyard shifts i remember like Mm -hmm. sitting out really late at night and like looking at the codes and being like maybe if i look at this hard enough it'll start making sense (laughs) i've definitely had those moments and it never does because like none of the characters were online and I could interact with them, but I was like, I want to be useful <laughs> while I'm awake. It's honestly like, hey, give me a call when the Sudoku puzzle comes out. Yeah. Or like when the when the word search comes out, like I, I got you there. Like I yeah, can do a did. word search. I remember we did one that was just like a math sheet for like elementary schoolers. And I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. It's my time to shine. <laughs> I'm on the level now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy we should talk about this is my milwaukee <laughs> yeah we should talk about this is my milwaukee <laughs> so mar how did this is my milwaukee start so it might be worth saying at this point that um a lot of the resources uh that people kind of use to uh log what was happening in this old in these old args uh so basically there was a forum uh that which was like the big hub where people would go to talk about uh, these ARGs from like probably like 2004 2005 to like uh, it went down sometime in 2017 I want to say and it was called Unforum and that was where I used to go to keep up with them uh, and then I think the person who ran it stopped paying the web hosting fee for it because <laughs> it was too big and like expensive Uh and so it is down now and it only exists in uh web archives so to find a lot of stuff on these old args i have to go on the Wayback machine and uh (laughs) like manually find like the pages of the forum that are about these particular args uh which luckily ARG people love to save their information so like everything that was on the unforum is on the wayback machine (laughs) yeah i had to use the wayback machine uh for a thing for this Uh, i'll talk about it in a minute um i was trying to to solve it yeah weird thing about a lot of these uh ARGs from like 2008 is that a lot of the web pages for them just don't exist anymore like the cloverfield ARG took place like almost entirely on myspace oh wow (laughs) yeah (laughs) so like if you try and find any of the information and like where it would have originally been it's just gone yeah i i i noticed that i deleted my facebook um a little bit ago because i'm a brave soul um but when i did i realized that like oh i can't access some of the old stuff from old um arg stuff like i can't there's a lot of stuff where if you try and Facebook's really bad about it, where you yeah. know you can go to you can go to Twitter and find anyone's Twitter feed if you're not a member. But when you go to Facebook, it's like you can't look at this unless you're on the site. So yeah, there's a and, lot that you can't access. And a lot of uh, with these like 2008, uh, kind of like 2007 args, people would exclusively read the forums to know what was going on with them. 
So it's a lot of like slogging through pages and pages of like people arguing on the forums. Find out <laughs> what I want to know, which I'm going to talk about later because there was actually some interesting kind of like out of game arguments going on. Okay. I was not able to find. Uh, I was not able to like conclusively pinpoint uh where uh the point of origin for somebody being like hey i found this thing was but uh the consensus online seems to be that uh the video which we're gonna get into in a second uh was posted on the this is my milwaukee website which no longer exists it was this yeah i was real sad yeah, I was sad too. It just like it's is a redirect now. It doesn't exist anymore. Um, yeah, I know that I. So I went in and I'm trying to solve these old ARGs, um, which is a task that I thought was going to be a little easier than it was when I no. set out to do it. Well, Not I knew it. Be, one, I, knew, I, I knew it would be tough in like the game sense because I'm one person trying to do a thing that a bunch of people did. I didn't yeah. realize it would be hard in a meta sense where, <laughs> like. When this game launched, it was a video and a website, uh, and the website's gone. <laughs> so here's half of the stuff. Go, uh, isn't the greatest starting point. Yeah, and like a lot of these old ARGs, kind of like didn't do a lot to market themselves. Like nowadays, um, the kind of distinction between someone who is running an ARG and like the character that they're playing is less. I think. Um, kind of back in the early aughts the the general kind of uh take on that was we don't want to know who's running this we want to pretend that it's real don't advertise anywhere out of character yeah i i remember i joined an arg a couple years ago now i don't remember which one it was um because it never really got off the ground as far as i saw yeah um but there was a weird group in the thing that was like oh we looked up the the who is data for the website that this is hosted on and it gave us this company in new york which is like an ad company um so we're gonna get a group together and go to the ad company and ask them about it what and, yeah and i was like that's Why? that's that's Why would that's like if that? uh it's like if you're playing D D and you're like well the characters are gonna say who's that guy talking in the sky <laughs> like it, I was I I was like that's really oh, a no. bad idea because they're not I I don't know ARG Ad Corp isn't a player in the game they just run and host the website like it yeah. it was very odd to hear that as the like we bet we'll get some real answers here that's the clue <laughs> they wanted us to follow was the who is data yeah I think I think nowadays it's more kind of acceptable to like know who's running an ARG but you just, you don't like ask them for hints it's just like oh okay it's this like this guy who like makes experimental films on YouTube right um but yeah a lot of um there was a lot of stuff back in the day where people were like we don't want to know and don't ever reveal yourself and it's not a game it's real life <laughs> uh, so it's what so do you mean only... alternate reality <laughs> so the only way to like kind of market your arg if you weren't like uh like an advertising firm who could do it 
who was like promoting something that had like trailers or like a official website or whatever mm-hmm. um was kind of to put it on the internet and hope someone found it or uh <laughs> like go on one of the forums and find like the email addresses and stuff of like the the major people and kind of sneakily send them something that like would point them to the website well that's uh, I know when the uh, when so when the futuristic uh, what is it futuristic violence and fancy suits yeah uh, when I always get those mixed up um, but when that game started um, I was like two weeks late to it because um, one of the people that had been in the game before sent me a DM on Twitter and said like hey look at this website it looks pretty <laughs> futuristic oh my god and I didn't pick up on that at all I was like oh, oh the no. the Blink Network it's a social networking site all right whatever thanks Eli. Oh, Bye. Cool. um and then like two weeks later someone was like hey we solved a thing in an arg i was like what when did this start and it was the first guy was telling me to get in here starts the fun but i had no idea because they were oh, trying boy. to be coy about it <laughs> um so yeah um there's no actual record to like when who the first person to receive this was but um Basically, what happened was somebody posted on the Something Awful forums and was like, hey, here's this weird, wacky website. Uh, and then some <laughs> some people from actual like ARG forums were like, oh, this seems like something. <laughs> uh, because at that point in time, the website, I think, was just like the video. It was like a map of Milwaukee. And it had contact information for the Milwaukee Tourist Commission, I think they're called. Uh, It had like an email, a phone number, and a P.O. box. And it had a countdown to January 16th. Okay, see, that's where, that's, I assume that's what I needed. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because, so I, I started the game with I, I never actually saw the website when I was younger. Um, I actually, I stumbled onto the video for this back when I was in, what is it, 2008? So I would have been oh, in really? high school at some point. Yeah, I I stumbled onto it as, hey, look at this really weird video. Um, oh, that's so cool. I, ha- was... I, I don't think I saw it till like 2013 because of stuff that I'll talk about later. Okay. Um, but no, I was in high school and I was like, this is... Oh, look, I had, I had some friends that were into like weird videos on YouTube. Um, and one of them was like, look at this really weird thing. Um, <laughs> and we saw it and we were like, this is a really weird, funny uh, ad campaign for Milwaukee. And then we clicked away and went and played guitar or whatever. Like, but I, I, I remember seeing this and thinking, this is the weirdest thing that I've seen on the Internet. Um, so this video has always had a bit of a warm place in my heart. And it wasn't until later that I was on something and learned, hey, that's part of a bigger mystery that you just completely missed out on. Um, so this was a bit <laughs> of a passion so well on its own. Me. It really does. Like, if you posted that today on YouTube as just like, hey, we're a comedy troupe and this is our yeah. comedy video. Yeah, people would buy it. Like, here it is. Yeah, this is our it's video like, for today. We'll get you another one in two weeks. <laughs> it's like a um, it's like a Tim and Eric yeah. video, like a Tim and yeah. Eric sketch. It's the um, same kind of humor. Yeah, exactly. Um, it would go like I, I could imagine this could come out. For, I don't I'm not hip with the kids, so I don't really know who's big on YouTube these days. That isn't a gamer oh, that yells. Either. But but like, I'm sure that 
this could be one of their videos, you know? Yeah. Um, but so when, when we started this, I was like, this is my passion project. Now that I know that there's a game behind this video, I'm going to find it. Um, oh boy. And I, I, so I, um, with Terry Nanny as my uh, guide and my muse through it, um, I scrutinized every inch of that video. Um, I wrote down everything I have written in my notes. Uh, Jessica and I are nine years old. My father was taken by Blackstar for a problem he did. I'm sorry, Blackstar, uh, which is written down on like a sheet of paper in the background yeah. that it shows in the activity place in the museum for kids. Um, I wrote down everything in notes. I've looked over everything. Um, and I realized that I would not get anywhere uh, without consulting a muse. Oh no! Wait, do we do we want to talk about what the video actually is in case people haven't seen it? I'm probably sure. Gonna, we should Let's... put a link to it in the description, probably. Oh, absolutely! It'll be yeah. in the show notes once I figure yeah. out how if to write you, show notes. If you haven't seen it, just go watch it. But yeah. I I have a summary from uh, Argnet that I threw yeah. up in the outline. Pull over your car. Uh, pull up. <laughs> no. You have the YouTube app because it's watch it while driving. Yeah, yeah. Don't drive while doing it. Pull over to the side and then do it. Um, no, it it opens with this really surreal video that's like a fake tourism video. Um, yeah. Go ahead and take it away. So you've I got learned, a description. Yeah, I also learned recently that it was actually filmed in New York City and not Milwaukee. Yes. Yeah, looking at it, Which... there's not a thing in this video that is Milwaukee. Um, yeah, everything I... that they say about Milwaukee is wrong. Uh, from this, they say that it's the 22nd largest city. That's not true. Um, they say that the chief export is flaxseed. Uh, that's not true. Um, they they don't get a single thing right about Milwaukee, which I love. Yeah, the the two guys who wrote it uh, had never been to Milwaukee, and they filmed it in New York. <laughs> well, it's uh, their I, Milwaukee. It's their Milwaukee. Um, and I never noticed that until I started looking stuff up about this video. And then I watched it again. I was like, oh, yeah, that's New York. Let's, I don't know if you saw. Um, Milwaukee hated this video. Like the oh, actual. No. So what? Oh, what is so funny? What is the like they call it the Milwaukee Tourism Commission in the video, right? Yeah. The actual like Milwaukee Tourism Board was like, why are people putting out this weird fake video about our our our, our city this is oh my god this is my job and they're doing it and they're doing it poorly <laughs> and i think that's new york like there was actual there's i found some articles written that were like a weird video has popped up online again it was 2008 so news oh, wasn't as online those, yeah. as it used to be or as it is now but there are some some articles that were like why is this happening is this a weird thing that the actual tourism committee is doing and denying like there's a lot of weird coverage over this people are playing a prank on the entire city of milwaukee uh so the summary that i got from argnet was uh as the video explains milwaukee was home to a corporation known as blackstar Blackstar employed many locals and developed some sort of meta-being known as the Godseed. With the arrival of Godseed came the subsequent destruction of much of Milwaukee's natural environment. As there was no other option, Project Godseed had to be destroyed, and so it was put to rest, buried deep below Milwaukee's canning district in an emerald casket. However, Godseed fragments still attack the locals from time to time, sheltering oneself in buildings with proper protection or carrying a flare gun and a rebreather is vital to one's protection from Godseed fragment attacks. Uh, this summary leaves out my favorite part of the video, which is <laughs> which is when Terry Nanny is like, 
parents, you can leave the room now. Yes. And like comes out with the boombox. It's like, hey teens, so you're moving to Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, I should also say that uh the video, if you haven't watched it by this point in the podcast, is narrated uh and hosted by this Englishman named Terry Nanny. Um <laughs> so good so i i said earlier that terry nanny is my muse um and i knew that i wasn't going to understand this video unless i reached out to him um so i did that um, oh my god so the video uh at the very end there's end credits uh that say that terry nanny is played by a man named jonathan duquette uh oh. so what I did was oh my God. I tried to find him. Um, I went to IMDb and I searched for Jonathan Duquette and I found a different Jonathan Duquette. I didn't realize it was a different one until I'd watched a couple of very bad short films and realized I bet the guy that keeps showing up in these is the is the <laughs> Jonathan Duquette that I'm actually looking at on IMDb. Um, and then from there, I uh, so I went to the I I. I I didn't look up any real spoilers, but I went to the um, the wiki that exists now for This Is My Milwaukee, and I looked up Terry Nanny. And uh, in it, they had a link to JonathanDuquette.com uh, for the actor that played him. Uh, when I looked created, at that now... what <laughs> You created a puzzle for yourself. I did. There, so the video doesn't have puzzles in it, uh, so I had to make my own. Um, so I found JonathanDuquette.com. That website is no longer up. Uh, so what I did was I got in the Internet Wayback Machine and I went back to 2008 and I found uh, the like second instance of JonathanDuquette.com oh that has been God. posted. Um, and I found his old website um, where I found like an acting reel. So I made sure it was him. Um, he did stand up comedy and had some roles in like comedy shorts, which was kind of neat to see. It was very odd seeing this guy, uh, who's not British, um, outside of this. Wait, he's not video. British. No, he's not. Um, oh my God. He's an actor. Uh, guess what? He's in New York. Um, but <laughs> so, so I found that his reel, I was looking for like representation or something like that. I was hoping I could find a, um, like a an, an agent or something like that um because this guy he's he's distinctive in the video but you could put him in a commercial for something and not yeah. know who he is you know what i mean yeah, um, yeah, yeah so i looked i was looking for representation i couldn't find it um and so my trail ended dead until i thought what if i just search for him in linkedin and there he was oh my god so I made my own puzzle that I couldn't solve, and then I went with the easiest possible solution, and it worked, uh, which really is ARGs in a nutshell. <laughs> so after I solved the uh, the Terry Nanny ARG that I created for myself, I set up an interview with him, and I uh, called and talked to him. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, we uh, we had a really nice conversation. Uh, we oh talked about his role in the video. Um, he said it's in New York and not at all in Milwaukee. Um, he talked about... Um, the two guys that ran the set, he said that they were very nice and, um, you know, just very nice, very smart with it guys uh, that really knew how they wanted the lines delivered. Um, the whole video is very cool and very precise. Uh, they knew exactly what they wanted and how to get that vibe. So, yeah, I uh, talked to him for a little bit. Uh, he didn't quite fill me in on what 
he he didn't tell me what god seed was or uh why they said hamburger weird uh <laughs> so i left um ultimately sad but it was really nice to talk to him he was very nice to talk to do you did you find out if it was like a specific direction for them to say hamburger like that or uh i didn't find out about that one specifically but he did say that like pretty much all of the delivery in the video was um Oh, okay. Like it was very specific. They they knew what they wanted and they like worked and coached to, to find it. Um, I was surprised actually to talk to them and find out how bland it was to work on the set. Like it was a film shoot like any other. Um, these guys knew exactly what they wanted. They knew what they were looking for. They just took actors based on resumes and headshots. Um, and he didn't really know what the game was until a couple of months after he shot it and like, people started adding him on Facebook and uh, people would ask his kids, Hey, what's up with your dad? And why does oh he say God. that he's uh, Terry nanny in this video? Um, so he That's said he got so a kick funny. out of it, but he didn't really know what it was going to be. Yeah, I was, um, I realized that I actually know one of the extras who was in the video, not like personally in real life, but um, one of the extras who was in like, the improv troupe or like the players or whatever they're called is Henry okay. Zabra- is uh, Henry Zabrowski from last podcast on the left. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only realized because he is in another thing that the guys who made this did. And I was rewatching videos of that and I was like, holy shit. Because <laughs> I followed all of this stuff like way before I listened to last podcast on the left. And I was like, oh, it's Henry. <laughs> <laughs> so do we want to talk about the guys that made this uh sure yeah we can do that i have stuff that i want to say about them later because it took place after sure uh but yes this was run by syndine syndine i don't know how to pronounce it it's s-y-n-d-y-n-e right yeah uh if you it, the this is my milwaukee website now redirects to their like personal site i actually thought about shooting them an email but I read an interview with them where they were like, oh, people still email us like several times a year about this is my Milwaukee. And I was like, uh, maybe they wouldn't like that <laughs> if I was like, hey, you want to talk about this thing that you did in 2008? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else still bugs you about. Yeah, I did um, feel a little weird when I was like, oh, I'm about to like call this guy up about yeah. the thing that he did 10 years ago because he's um, he's not an actor much anymore from what i can see like he runs a business now um oh, wow. and so yeah okay. like when i found him i had to like triple check to make sure it was him just because of the work history and stuff but um it was very surprising that i found him on linkedin of all places <laughs> so it's run by thomas bender and jacob bacala they i think were going to school in new york at the time that this was made i think they were going to grad school but don't quote me on that um they are performance artists. They do stuff. They do a lot of stuff online and with video, and we'll get into that later. But this was kind of their first like big splash on the internet. Okay, so this is the first one that they did. Um, I as far as anyone as far knows, as we know, yes. sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So the video comes out. It's a lot. Um. <laughs> It's a, it's just like a really memorable like funny video. There's a lot in it that's good. There are a lot of like just goofs. Like yeah. uh there's one point where uh Terry Nanny walks out into 
to approach the camera and he stops by two guys playing chess in the park behind him and he just like <laughs> picks up a piece moves it and says checkmate and then turns to the camera and starts with a spiel and they're just confused in the background um and it it always gets me um there's it's a, a very of, go ahead there's a lot of stuff in it that i feel like would be a meme if like this video came out today and got similarly really popular yeah like there's just a lot of weird stuff going on yeah, and it's it it's actually funny it is and it has like an like an anime ending with like a japanese yeah. theme song <laughs> for no reason and the guy that like is intent he's terrible acting but like intentionally bad where he's like i'm gonna go to the dunes yeah i'll buy you a hamburger when i get back like, to the tube. there we go yeah <laughs> i've watched that video probably 20 times in my life I know, like, <laughs> large portions of it by heart. When um, they've got the, the random dating interlude in the middle, yeah. they've got different attractions, the different museums, the different... It's just such a weird video to kick off this really weird game. I honestly, going back, I wish I had realized there was a game around it when I was a kid because I would have been sucked in. I would have had fewer friends in high school than I did if I'd known about this. Yeah, it's... Well, one of the things I want to talk about is that, like... The game weirdly wasn't, like, as kind of, like, vibrant and, like, full of stuff as the video. Really? Yeah. Huh. Which, yeah. It was a lot of, like, people talking to characters, but I think the video was kind of packed with more ideas and stuff than a lot of the game was. I mean, part of it is because the game only ran for, like, a couple months and uh we'll get into why kind of it did that but yeah okay so what so, what happened after the so I, I guess to jump back um i kind of said this basically but i i i couldn't get anywhere to the point where i had to make my <laughs> own game um so i assumed that i had to have used the website that the video was hosted on i assumed that yes, like the video correct. was fluff and the, the the game was crunch i guess um, yeah, so the video was basically just, like, the thing to get people super interested in, like, the game and the world of the game, because it's set in this, like, alternate version of Milwaukee, where, like, they tried to make a mechanical god, and it failed, and they had to bury it under the earth. Yeah, uh, yes. I love it. I, I want to play this. I want to play that insane. Fallout mod. Like, that could be a Fallout game, or, like, you could make a tabletop RPG yes. around this this... I would play, um, I don't know what game would be best for it, but like Apocalypse World or something like that. I yeah. would play that set in alternate Milwaukee where God Seed fragments are showing up. And you have to find a, you have to stay out of Sector 21 and make sure that you get to like a Class L structure to protect yourself from whatever the God Seed is. Like, I would play that set, that session. Honestly, Thomas Bender, Jacob Bacala make that role-playing game you make so much money give us a call we'll play it. hire us to make the role we'll play game. test i'll make it for you <laughs> you don't have to do any of the work just give us all of your story notes yeah, give us the license and yeah we'll do it i mean they don't do they have the license to milwaukee <laughs> yeah you know what i that's i'm gonna call my lawyer we'll look into this we'll get this figured out um so yeah so what happened was um some ARG people got wise to the fact that this was something. They didn't know necessarily if it was or it wasn't, so they started kind of like poking around trying to see uh who is behind the video and the website. 
um, some of them messaged the YouTube channel um, because, like, private messaging between YouTube accounts used to be a really big thing in ARGs, weirdly. I guess... I don't really? know why. Yeah. I Can you even... Yeah, you can still private message on YouTube, right? That's a thing. I didn't know that you could. I don't know if you still can, but it used right. to be a thing. <laughs> You're young and hip, and I'm old and decrepit. I don't know how social media works. Can you, I didn't know you could message people from a YouTube directly. I know you can like leave comments, but I didn't know that you could just message someone. Huh. I can't imagine why you wouldn't want direct access <laughs> to creators on YouTube. <laughs> So yeah, a thing you used to be able to do on YouTube was you could private message uh, people, and I guess that's not a thing anymore. But uh, some people uh, messaged the "This is my Milwaukee YouTube channel," which no longer exists. Also, uh, the mm-hmm. version of the video that exists, I think, is a re-upload. Uh, just yeah, from some random person. Um, and they got messages back, but all the messages said was kind of like redirecting them towards the website. Uh, so people tried calling the phone number and they were connected with the Milwaukee Tourism Commission. That's what it's called. Uh, and they kind of were able to gradually, like this was kind of pre-launch uh, stuff. This was like a couple days before shit actually kicked off. So they basically uh, just talked to like an intern with the Milwaukee Tourism Committee and uh, <laughs> like found out stuff about kind of like the general world of the ARG, like the Godseed fragments, uh, and they were promised like pamphlets with all of the information that they would get those later. Okay. Um, I wrote down a couple highlights because I didn't want to just read all of the conversation transcripts. Um, if anyone is interested i guess i'll link it in the show notes um the wiki for this is my milwaukee is actually super extensive uh you can find transcripts of like almost every phone conversation anyone ever had with any of the characters (laughs) people uh people in the arg community used to be way more thorough about uh backing up their information are you telling me that internet nerds that are very into a very specific, very niche type of internet nerdery are also very particular? <laughs> particular yeah, pe- and meticulous? Those aren't the same word. People would like record their phone calls with ARG people and now people like do it and then they go on Reddit or whatever. Sorry, people who are listening from Reddit. I love you. Um, and are like, uh, I think that this is what he said, but I'm not totally sure because I didn't write it down. <laughs> Yeah, he said some numbers. I didn't really... <laughs> I don't know. They're probably not important. Um, but so the highlights that I have written down are that the currency in Milwaukee is something called dark dollars. Yeah, I'm very into dark dollars. <laughs> Me too. Um, they We will uh, talk more about them later because they're actually in the info pamphlet. Ooh. Um, the town of Green Bay has uh, been abandoned or wiped off the map. I think... That this is from a conversation I read where someone was trying to dig for information and they were like, oh yeah, I'm from Green Bay. I'm in the area. And the intern was like, no, you're not. Green Bay doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> the Packers are gone with them. Just get out of here. <laughs> um, and a bunch of people tried to find out what year it was in the game and they were all kind of like pushed off as like, oh, it doesn't matter. So... 
so that was kind of where they were at. Um, eventually, they got past the intern. I think just, it was just like random. Um, and they were able to talk to the vice president of the tourism commission, whose name was Mike Russo. Um, and they, um, some of the other NPCs, oh, that's what it was. Some of the other NPCs, uh, started giving them this guy's, uh, personal phone number. Cool. Um, I, they weirdly didn't call him until, or like use the number until a couple days later, I think. It seems like, like either the number wasn't connected or they just like didn't think to call him for a couple okay. days. Well, no, I, I get that because whenever I have to make a phone call, I say, yeah. I'm going to sit on this for a bit. Yeah, that, that seems fair. I um, I've never done an ARG that required like talking to live people on the phone. It's always been like voicemail messages. And I'm always so much more comfortable with that because I'm like, oh, <laughs> man, I don't have to talk to a real person. I, uh, I have been in one that did involve live conversations uh luckily for me i was not um one of the people that was called for a live conversation um but the person that was running the game who's a person that uh you and i both know um spoofed that he was calling from the fbi oh yes Uh, yes yes yes, i remember that and that's a no-no i want to get him on the show so he could talk about that because didn't he actually get in trouble with the real fbi certainly did uh shout out to our friend the aptly named danger um (laughs) and uh and everyone listening don't call and spoof your phone number as being the fbi uh that's just a little uh argonauts (laughs) podcast tip from us to you um yeah i uh was on the other end of one of those calls because one of my friends uh, had an assignment for a class to make like an interactive story and they did like an interactive murder mystery where you could call um, like the the police station, like the fantasy police station. It was like in, in a fantasy universe okay. uh, and get like tips. And so my friend and I played uh, rookie cops. <laughs> so uh, whenever they would call us for hits, we would like go into a loud room and start like shuffling papers around. <laughs> and, like, you guys didn't call them and, and use uh, a fake um, what they call caller ID, right? No. Because that's no, where our, they... that's where our friend messed up. No, they like called a Google Voice number that was connected to my phone. <laughs> Um, which I still own, and people try to call it like intermittently because apparently it's like one number off from someone's real phone number. <laughs> um. So yes, they don't call his phone right away. Uh. And then November twenty fourth. I yes, November twenty fourth is when the game actually kind of kicks off. Uh. There, a hidden comment gets added in the source of the This Is My Milwaukee page. I have okay. no idea how they found this. I guess they would just go on every day and check if anything was different with the page uh, and check the source. As someone who's an ARG nerd, I can tell you that ARG nerds are <laughs> meticulous about this kind of thing. Like, it doesn't surprise me that someone noticed 30 days into this thing that there's a new source code added. It doesn't yeah. surprise me in the slightest um and so uh oh so it's a link to a secret video that i think i sent you a couple weeks ago i don't know if you've watched it yet i have not i i tried to keep myself as clean as i could while still so i looked up a little 
back behind the curtain a little bit. I did look up a little bit of stuff just because I wanted to, um, in a phone conversation, if uh, if uh, Jonathan Duquette had said like, "What what happened with this? What is the ARG? What what happened with this game?" I didn't want to tell him. I don't know. That's Marn's job. Um, <laughs> so I looked into it a little bit. I saw that there was a video, but I have not seen it. Um, I'm gonna link it to you, and I just I just want to hear your raw reaction to it because. In my opinion, it's kind of a creepy video, but I don't know if anyone else thinks that. Is this the video that's in November twenty fourth in our uh, secret private yeah, text here, channel? I'll just, yeah, here I'll put it Perfect. in the in the thing too. Oh, I don't like this. <laughs> okay, yeah, this kind of creeps me out. Like it's. Oh, that's the guy from the first video. That's the guy that runs yeah. at you with his arms up. Oh, and here comes the creepy ambient music, and what is that thing? Is that an onion? It's a fennel bulb. Oh, gee, oh, Jesus. Okay, yeah, I uh, just saw the end of that video. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna link that in the show notes. Uh, shout out to creepiness. Um, yeah, it's, and, uh, like, it's really it has like a vibe that the original video doesn't it yeah i don't like that so me that's I, I that's the thing i will say as much as i love args uh they creep me out at times yeah. um which is a it's a cool feeling to have when i want it but i don't always want it yeah um knowing that this one is kind of defunct and that everyone involved with it doesn't have anything to do with it anymore kind of helps i will say <laughs> Um, but so yeah, uh, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, it's uh, so it has uh, it, it's basically shot from the point of view of someone following um, the guy with like the worker guy from with the glasses from the tourism video. Um, he doesn't have a name in the ARG as far as anyone is concerned. Everyone just refers to him as worker. Worker. Um. Yeah. Huh. And he is carrying a briefcase with a drawing of a fennel bulb taped to it. Um, I will say when when he shows up in he does show up in the tourism video and it is creepy whenever he shows up. Yeah. He's got a weird he's got a vibe to him like. Uh, so this is he, he looks like a fake person to me. Like if you yes. were to make a bunch of worker drone clones they would look like this guy and they would all show up at the same office and like sit at the desks and do the same actions and eat a single almond at the same time. Like they're <laughs> yeah. creepy. There's just that vibe of like, yeah. this is a person that does not exist as a person. They're a shell. And I, and I think the lore actually was that like, they were just like weird automatons. Nailed it. I solved the puzzle. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't this is my out. Milwaukee. I couldn't figure out where people got that information from, but as far as I know, that was the lore. Probably and the, the vibe. like, yeah, and like the thing that he does in the tourism video where he lifts his arms and like runs at you is, I, it's called like a power run or something, and it's like an actual attack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna use it if I ever get attacked. <laughs> um, and so the the actual creepy part of this video to me is that when he like notices the person following him with the camera. <laughs> Yeah, and then like turns and his glasses break. 
Yeah, there's like there's like a weird zoom in on his face, and it's yeah. almost like a jump scare. Yeah, it's real creepy. Like it's shout out. It's real creepy. Be I keep saying shout out. Like content warning. I guess like it's creepy. <laughs> it, I don't. Yeah, I I don't even know what to warn for. It just has like a vibe of creepiness. It's just like unsettling. Yeah, content warning. General creepy vibes. <laughs> um. And so there's a code at the end of the video, um, and the YouTube channel name, I think, I was completely unclear as to how they solved this, because basically the name of the video and also the name of the YouTube channel is a string of numbers, and then also there's a code that flashes on screen at the end of the video that's also a string of numbers, and... I believe they were able to decode that string somehow. The wiki didn't say how they did it. Okay. <laughs> um, just that they combined the the video code with the YouTube username. Um, and they uh, came up with a location, which was the New York Public Library, and a call number. So they thought, oh, either someone is going to meet us there or... Uh, we have to go and find this book, and it's going to be in the book. Uh, so what happened, actually, in real life was a player in New York went to the library carrying a briefcase matching the one in the video for some reason. Well, you got to do cosplay. I think it was because he wanted, it, like, on the off chance that it was, like, an in-person thing. He wanted the ARG actor guy to be able to, like, find who was there for the that, ARG. I guess that makes sense, yeah. Yeah, which is kind of smart. Um, we should have carried the plant. Just grab a fennel bulb and bring it, carry it with you into the library. No one will stop you. <laughs> um, so he stands around, like, his, like, first-hand written account is on the wiki, but basically what it amounts to is he stood around the library for a little while trying to figure out if it was like an in-person thing and then he went to find the book and he found a note that had a drawing of a fennel bulb which uh the tourism committee people call a family tree uh when they talk about it over the phone um and it has a phone number it's so it's those like coloring book pages from the tourism video okay. with the fennel bulbs on them. So he finds that um, and it has a phone number and instructions to like put it back in the book in case um, anyone else saw the video and is going to come and find it. The okay. phone number weirdly doesn't become relevant until December 10th. This is still November 24th. Um, <laughs> the, num the number on the thing. Yeah, the number on the thing weirdly doesn't become relevant until December 10th. Uh, I think it was another case maybe where it was like deactivated or they didn't think to call it right away. Uh, doesn't become relevant till December 10th, but it belongs to the Tourism Commission's communication director, um, whose name is also Michael. So I, <laughs> I don't know why they did that. I guess just to be funny. There's a Mike and a Michael, and they're the two main characters. Uh, so he's Michael Lewis. Um, and so then, Mike, Michael Lewis and Mike Russo, is that right? Yeah, Michael Lewis and Mike Russo. Okay. And they're the two kind of main points of contact. 
uh, for the Tourism Commission. There's also an intern named Joey who sometimes people get on the phone. I think it really just kind of depended who was around, like, out of game to answer the phone number. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so, and then um, something awful, who I guess was still following this kind of, uh, found the same contact information from Michael Lewis posted to a couple, like, public news sites uh, attached to the Milwaukee tourism video. I don't... I, I couldn't find links for the like any of those articles, but I assume they're out there somewhere. Like they wrote fake tourism, yeah, things Isn't and put them wild? online. Yeah. Okay, now I can see why the tourism board might have been upset with these guys. If yeah. the actual tourism committee is like, "Hey, come visit Milwaukee. We've got." Actually, I don't know what Milwaukee has, so I'm not going to say anything here. But then, if some <laughs> other site was like, "Hey, come visit Milwaukee." We're a safe haven from the God Seed. Black Star is doing great things for us. It's a mega corporation that's taken over our town. I can understand why, like, Milwaukee proper would be upset with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or I guess, like, these news sites were already covering it and, like, reached out to them for, like, contact information or, like, for comment and got the phone number back. I don't know. <laughs> um. And so then on December 2nd, they get the info pamphlet that they were promised way back in November. Okay. Um, by the intern. Uh, so they get this incomplete copy of the info packet. Um, it's a PDF. I have linked it in our outline. If you want okay. to take a look at it. Uh, it is called Milwaukee, a reasonable haven. Uh, and along oh, with this. Oh, God. I know, right? That cover's so creepy. It's, it's Terry Nanny. I know, but it's they drew the eyes and the teeth very weirdly. Yeah. Um and so along with this, uh it's I feel like I should mention, um, they also get um You know how sometimes when you are replying to like an inter office uh, email thread and you accidentally hit reply all. Yeah. So so they get one of those from the Milwaukee Tourism Commission. Uh, someone on the email account mass copies of like an email thread to all of the players. Um, and basically the players get out of this. Um, they get the personal email addresses of a bunch of individual people who work at the tourism commission. Cause like they've just been going through the main tourism commission email address, but now they have like Mike's email and Michael's email and all these people who they can talk to, uh, like independently of the tourism commission email. I want to be clear. This is like internally in game this happens yes, not in, like in game not happens. sindine doesn't accidentally no. <laughs> do it and give actual no, this public is, this is all character stuff yeah this this is all character stuff and oh was thank like, god it was yeah it's definitely like out of game intentional but in okay good 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 okay i was so i was very worried <laughs> for a second you, there could you fucking imagine oh my just, god just instantly blowing I, your energy yeah just because you accidentally hit reply all to like <laughs> everyone that's given you an email so far um Um, i do want to point out in this so in the video 
there's yes. a quote where um they quote Voltaire. Yeah. Um the full philosopher, writer, I Yes. Voltaire. I just I, I don't know what you'd necessarily call him. Um but it says like if you're gonna plant your seed, plant it somewhere good. I forget the actual wording and I'm sure that I'm butchering it. But in this reasonable haven document apparently voltaire is something that was activated at <laughs> dor 300 yeah. is an important date yes we're gonna get into it <laughs> we're gonna get into this fact it's <laughs> wild okay. um so so they get the emails and so along with this packet they get this kind of mass email uh that makes it very clear uh that there is some like inter-office tension about sending this unfinished copy out um and that it uh it is not cleared for public release by Blackstar who the who the tourism commission works for uh so they're they're getting an incomplete uh copy basically okay <laughs> Uh, so the packet itself is wild. I didn't write anything about it in uh, the outline because I just want to look at it and like point things out because <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, you really um, slow rolled this one on me, Marn. The first thing in the inside cover is, is so this is a PDF copy of like a scan of an actual information booklet that someone made and put together. Like someone made this made this book and printed it actually which is insane and i want it <laughs> um, you're gonna have to fight me for it because this is great <laughs> um the first thing on the inside cover is basic dark dollar arrangements <laughs> they've got start they've got good morning they've got school day <laughs> they have almost right uh they have second gear and they have new feeling thing under that is important dates <laughs> none of which are actual dates so there's dor so it looks like there's dor which is there's, like yeah a bc analog but there's there's tro also zero tro and then there's act and then act and I was about to say, and we're at blank, but I have no idea where we are because correct. They've got the Act Five is the Black Star merger, so that was clearly have, years ago. They do have the fall of the Berlin Wall on there. Do oh they? Well, it could and be they, a different Berlin. It could be a different Declaration wall. Declaration of Independence. Declaration of Independence, DOR two fifty question mark. Oh wait, so so the the front. The first page says actually ACT ten, so we know that we are oh, in ACT ten. Ah, okay. But that that means nothing. <laughs> yeah, it means nothing to me. But okay. Uh, so getting well, further into it, <laughs> the copyright is Act Seven, Act Ten. So yes. I guess ACT ten. That sounds better. But yeah, so there's, so... <laughs> so there's um going past the the um the table of contents there's a map of active cities which only has three four cities on it uh <laughs> everyone's and... favorites uh duluth milwaukee grand rapids shout out to michigan uh decatur and wichita um so... and there's a there's a list of important materials <laughs> <laughs> what are they martin they are wood iron 
plasticite, brass, reinforced brass, flex wrap, bricocite, and embrass. Ooh, embrass. Embrass. I used to work at a doorknob company. We didn't mess around with embrass. <laughs> um, and there's an introduction from the mayor who was never like a real character, but she gets brought up a lot in like emails and stuff. Okay. Um, it's it just talks more about like the god seeds, and it's kind of the same tone as the the video. I do like that. I do like the end that <laughs> that just says "Do not enter through the north gate." <laughs> I do like this little paragraph, which is no one said it would be easy, but you're already past the hardest part, realizing you deserve a better life. Now comes the second hardest part: defending yourself from the many god seed fragments you'll encounter in the desert. God, the world building for this, like, four-month ARG is insane. Marn, you keep saying this is a four-month ARG, and I'm very afraid that this is going to end with a whimper and not a bang. Oh, it is. Oh, <laughs> oh it no. Is. This is all so cool, though. I know. Um, And then there's a, um, there's a poem. <laughs> there's a poem called The Worker's Tale. Uh, and it's basically kind of like a like a Canterbury Tales uh, style, like old English poem about we a worker eating a pie. We will definitely include a link to this yeah, whole oh, yeah, booklet definitely. in the show notes because you need to read this. Yeah, I'm not going to say it out loud because it would be miserable but this is a great poem um and then and then you kind of start to see where it's unfinished uh, there's Milwaukee, a history uh and it has <laughs> it has a little <laughs> illustration of some guys and like dinosaurs on it. And then there's a handwritten note uh, that says, illustration too much? That's from Michael. And then uh, there's one from Mike that says, Michael, these were commissioned at great expense. They are staying <laughs> in. <laughs> we all remember the 300 troubles and everyone knows the story of Black Star's arrival. But what was Milwaukee like before that? Two dinosaurs, two guys, and a volcano. It's like, it's some clip art dinosaurs. This is great. I just love these were commissioned at great expense. <laughs> you paid too much. <laughs> and then uh, it kind of skips around. There's like a, a page with a compass on it with, that also has dinosaurs on it. It quotes someone labeled as the dinosaur viceroy. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm gonna edit my uh my introduction. Hey guys, welcome to the ARG podcast. Uh, I'm Andrew, the dinosaur viceroy. Marn, what are we talking about this week? Um, and and then there's like a, a torn page behind it. Uh, you can see a table of incentives for moving to Milwaukee. Um, the teens get their own skateboard. Ooh. We're moving to Milwaukee. Hold up. <laughs> so adults get a gender-specific rebreather. Mm-hmm. Teens get a teen-specific rebreather. Mm-hmm. Is that different? I do. Do male and female teens have different rebreathers, or is it? If you'll notice, the poly skilled. Uh, get a personal luncheon with Terry Nanny. Ooh, how do I also, become how do I become poly skilled? And also a Fabricio's sword of slaying. 
<laughs> okay, I need to become poly skilled. Marin, what are my skills? No, you need to become a power class forty plus, which is black which is when you get a black star sword of slaying. Is that better or worse than Fabrizio's sword of slaying? I, I think it's better because it's it's farther down the chart, right? Yeah, but I've played enough RPGs to know that if your thing is named after a specific dude, it's oh, probably better than like the branded one. And then they, like Black and then Star they... is the store bought version. This is Fabrizio's yeah, specific sword of slaying. <laughs> He handcrafted they, that to you. Well, Fabrizio's is like the restaurant in the in the thing. It's the it, oh yeah, where you can get a lasagna. Yeah, where you can get a hamburger. Um, and then they have like the the special category on the on the chart, which is you get a hyperboard, a big key, and a Fabrizio's airship lifetime pass. This is great. I'm moving to Milwaukee. And then you can see a note from Michael uh, that's kind of partially hidden by where the, the page is torn. This is, why are we allowing Fabrizio's? <laughs> the rest of it is cut off. <laughs> and then it skips around again. Uh, there is a arrival page that mentions a a teen video and there's a note from one of the tourism people that says like are we still doing this and uh and they're like yeah yeah whatever oh no it's it's if you're a teen coming from if you're a teen or coming from wichita (laughs) has to see a special video and i guess they're asking if um the wichita video still exists ah and uh it says at the at the moment disregard with our Wichita stance. <laughs> <laughs> Does not indicate what that means. Uh, the the next page is about uh just like stuff to do in town. Um, there's uh there's a picture of some dice and a reference to uh rolling some bones <laughs> and one of the employees has written what's this mean and michael has written see me <laughs> uh and then under that uh there is talk of something called the creep <laughs> no one knows. i don't think this was ever brought up in the game but uh it's Apparently best known as the punchline of the joke, what's the only thing the Godseed fragments won't destroy and consume? Oh, I'm not sure I'm a fan of the creep. Me neither. Um, And then there is uh, a set of pages that are just labeled problems. Uh, it's <laughs> Call some, that my like, diary. <laughs> it's just some like mystery tables of numbers, I think. I think the um one of the tables and the graph uh and there's just like an unlabeled uh line graph. Um I don't think people ever figured out what those were for. I think people just kind of assumed that they were a puzzle and then never <laughs> solved it. I'll do it. Uh, I'll get back to you. And I'll get back to you next time. I'll have it solved. Uh, <laughs> I'll have it solved. I'll get my Fabrizio sword of slaying and we'll oh be on God. our way. I know there I know one of these was used for a puzzle later. Okay. Um, and then there's a page called Solutions question mark, uh, <laughs> and it's solutions to everyday difficulties in Milwaukee. Uh, you can pick up a few extra dark dollars outside of Black Star hours with abilities like baking, archery, and dark archery. <laughs> dark archery is just archery, but you have to have a grudge. 
you can duel your roommate for dark dollars or items in the fight gallery. <laughs> I knew a guy in high school that started a fight gallery. I like how one of the problems that they offer solutions to is constant sense of dread. <laughs> and then they don't offer a solution to it. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, And then there's another story about Voltaire. I love Voltaire. While strolling upon the outer provinces, Voltaire happened upon a struggling machinist. Sir, implored the machinist, how am I to concentrate on my labors when my chateau is under constant assault by the banditry? Voltaire left promptly without responding. (laughs) If only we could all be entities of Voltaire's power class, unburdened and capable of rapid conveyance. What is Voltaire? I don't. And then there's a drawing of a typical chateau. It's very nice. It is very nice. The last couple pages are, uh, if you need to leave, uh, instructions for leaving Milwaukee. And it's just basically give us all your shit back and leave. (laughs) Uh, You gotta fill out in quintuplet the standard happy trails partner voluntary citizenry studentry evacuation couplet. So there's bureaucracy everywhere. Yeah. And then there's a, a parting thought from the mayor that quotes Voltaire again incorrectly. <laughs> like Voltaire says, knowledge is power, so watch your back. That's what I always took from Voltaire. Uh, and then there's a there's another employee note that says, Mike's, Mike's referring to both Mike's, we need to talk. <laughs> uh, and, and then a note from, uh, from Mike Russo that says like, oh, okay, well, hold off, Michael, don't release this pamphlet. And then there's the back of the book. It's a corgi. It's a cool corgi. It's, it's a great. corgi with sunglasses. It's got sunglasses and a super saiyan glow. This is great. Immediately after, I think immediately after they get this, um, and they get and the players get the the big email thread. Uh, one of them gets Mike Russo on the phone because Ooh. they've sensed that there's drama, uh, within within the tourism commission, uh. And they talk to him about the info packet, and he is super pissed that uh, it was put out early, like before it was ready. And he tells the players not to trust Michael Lewis. And There's dissension I, in the mics. It's true. There's the good mic and the evil mic. One of the mics only tells the okay. truth, and one of the mics only tells lies. <laughs> um, and the poem that we didn't read because. <laughs> There's just no way. Uh, the poem leads the players, like the last three words of the poem or whatever, lead the players to uh, like a food blogging Twitter run by a Milwaukee native named Chuck Jagoda. And the Twitter is Chuck Did Eat. Oh, uh, and... Jagoda. That's the um, the museum, right? I think so. I know he's... I know he is in the video at some point. I think he is, like, credited as, like, a guy eating a hamburger at Fabrizio's or something. Okay. Uh, okay, so Chuck Pagoda, Chuck Jagoda is becoming a player. Yes. Um, not, a, not a player, but, you know, a, 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 yeah. he's playing a role. Yeah, he's, he's basically just, like, a like a standard resident of Milwaukee. He he just kind of like tweets about stuff. My favorite tweet of his uh is from the same day that the uh the info packet came out. It's 
Just got back from a stroll with some friends. Saw Russo stumbling around the streets. Offered him a ham sandwich and he started crying? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Russo was under a lot of stress. I like February 29th, 2009. This is at Chuck Did Eat. Uh, did and eat have E's on the end of them. So it's Old English. Um, but February 25th, 2009. Shit, I just spilled a bunch of baked beans <laughs> on my crotch. Ouch, 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 ouch. <laughs> oh, it's good. It, so this is basically the Twitter that um the guys behind the ARG would kind of use to cryptically poke the players in the right direction uh, when they were kind of lost. Um, so they would they would kind of tweet something very vague, and the players would be like, "Oh, maybe uh, he means this," and they would kind of make breakthroughs or not. Uh, okay. And I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> uh, and then, slight like two days later, so this is this kind of covers uh, December fourth through the ninth. Um, the players uh, find Facebook pages associated with uh, this alternate version of Milwaukee. Basically, they take the names of the Tourism Commission people from the leaked email thread and they look them up on Facebook. Okay. Um, so they find uh, this person named L- Lips LaRue, uh, who works for the Tourism Committee, and she has started a Young Professionals of Milwaukee group. And through that, and through um, like other character this other character account joining it they find mars madison who is not super important yet but she becomes important later okay and so that's basically all that happens december 4th through the 9th except for on december 6th mike russo sends a drunk email to some of the players uh and directs them back to reasonable haven uh suggesting that there is some kind of puzzle there that they haven't found yet. And well, it's probably the, the grid if they haven't used those. Yeah, it's yeah, it's probably the grid. Um and then the next day, uh someone calls into the the commission and they're prompted to leave their fax number, which is wild. <laughs> they call in so they call into where? They call into the tourism commission. Okay. Uh, and I guess whoever they got on the phone was like, oh yeah, leave us your fax number. We have like this thing to send you. And they get a fax that is like a teeny tiny portion of a map. And somehow the forums work out that it eventually will be a map of Central Park. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> they just like plug it in and say, oh, this corner looks like this. So we're just going to assume. Yeah, I, I guess. I guess it's big enough that they can kind of reasonably figure out what it will look like when it's done okay just like paste over google maps um and then the next day the tourism commission sends out a pdf of black star job listings Ooh, what's my new job martin i'm i'm convinced i'm moving to milwaukee are you looking at the pdf because it's pretty good i'm gonna look at it now what's my new job do you want to be a starting forward for the Black Star Ice Dogs brought to you by Fabrizio? <laughs> Are you longing for the zazz of the ice? <laughs> the roar of the pucks? The roar of the puck. 
skated up with the Milwaukee Milwaukee Tourism Commission Black Star Ice Dogs brought to you by Fabrizio's, Milwaukee's third most popular hockey group. <laughs> I like that all of these senior power lifter at advanced accounts receivable. I like that all of these are just sports. Oh, the bottom ones are. There's some on the top. Yeah. Uh some of them are some of them are like pretty normal and those some are <laughs> some are sports. I like that there's a junior reseater. R E S E A T E R. Yeah. And then there's a junior reseater. S E E D E R. Yeah. I could I be like a reseater. I like the Either. office I like the office manager has shuffle provided. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Polite manner and strong voice are essential. Um and then the contact info at the bottom of the page uh, points them back to Michael Lewis. Okay. Um, is so that the, is that the email that they've been using this whole time? Do you know? Uh, yes, I okay. think it is. I know it's the phone number they've been using. Gotcha. Um, and so I th- I believe this is when they're like, oh, the number that we got uh from the drop in New York uh is michael's so we should call it more <laughs> gotcha okay so in the next couple of days they kind of step up i guess calling the phone numbers because that's really the only thing they've been pointed to aside from the pamphlet so as they're working on kind of figuring see, out the pamphlet see i would have mailed a cover letter a resume and salary requirements to michael lewis like right? that feels like the natural step to me yeah, as far as I know, no one ever mailed anything to the P.O. box, which seems like a huge oversight to me. Barn, we would have solved This Is My Milwaukee so quick. It's true. We're really uh, good at this in hindsight. <laughs> we're so good at this. We've solved it. We've cracked This Is My Milwaukee. We just have to send them our resume. Yeah, easy. I could do that. Um... So the next couple of days, they're just kind of playing phone tag with the two mics. Uh, they find out that there was a Godseed fragment attack at the Tourism Commission offices. Uh, <laughs> okay. And they find out that uh, Mike Russo was attacked, but he survived by fighting off the fragment with a sword. Hell yeah, he did. It's a Black Star <laughs> sword of slaying he's got there. He's a poly, spe- spot poly skill. He's a poly skill. Um, he... he can drink and email. <laughs> he can he can drink and email. He can send out unfinished pamphlets. Yeah, it, it takes all kinds. Um, he there's there's a recurring thing uh, over this this day or so where he keeps trying to give the players who are calling him an important number. Uh, but the call always fin- like gets cut off before he can actually give it to them. <laughs> that would be so infuriating. Yeah. If I was uh, a player and I keep calling and I keep almost getting a clue, holy shit. Yeah. Um, on this, so on the same day, uh, Chuck Jagoda tweets this very long thread uh, about a dinner party he went to in Decatur. Uh, and Mars Madison was there. Uh though I don't think she's actually named. I think he just, like, describes her, and they figured it out that that was who it was supposed to be. And Voltaire was there <laughs> at the dinner party. Voltaire's still around? Yeah, Voltaire's still around. So he's been there since 
300 DOR. DOR 300, he's activated. Okay, so he survived the Berlin Wall falling. And now it's ACT 10. So that's at least 310 plus 132. That's at least about, that's about 450 years old at this point. Yeah, in hindsight, when I was going through all this stuff the first time, I didn't notice how often Voltaire kept coming up. I didn't, I didn't notice he was like an actual character until I got to this part specifically. Huh. See, I want to know what's up with Voltaire because I mostly because I've so in planning for this episode, I've watched that uh, video through like maybe 40 times. Um, I will say I hate evil, I think is the name of the guy that re-uploaded that video. Um <laughs> And he's probably very confused because his, sorry, I, I hate evil stuff. Um, but this guy's gotten at least like 40 hits in the past two weeks from me prepping for this episode. Um, but in that time, I've started this video a good 80 times. Um, but it's a 10 minute video, so you get interrupted a lot. Yeah. Um, so that means that I've heard Voltaire saying things for so long and finding out oh that Voltaire God. isn't like the Voltaire that I thought it was. Alexa, stop. <laughs> I'm sorry. Learning. I thought, was, I thought that was a real person. Learning that Voltaire is an actual thing and not just the guy from actual history. I guess he's an actual fake thing, not an actual real person, um, is blowing my mind. I want to know all about Voltaire, especially know, now that I know same. he's like 450 years old. I know. That's insane. Whose idea was it to make Voltaire just, like, a character in their ARG? Maybe it is actually Voltaire. Just, it's an alternate Voltaire that's 450 years old and an ancient wise sage that fights off the banditry. God. I he knows, guess, dude. He, he knows power, uh, his knowledge, so he watches his back. God. I, I guess. He's just a mythical guy who roams the... The countryside <laughs> and shoots. So there's a dinner party that Voltaire's at. So there's a, yeah. So there, so Chuck Jagoda, who apparently is like kind of a a big important guy. Well, he owns the Jagoda Museum. Yeah, he's also like a duke or something. They find out from his Twitter. Oh shit! So I've linked a Twitter. I've not a Twitter thread. I've linked a a, a thread from the forum. Uh. Of them puzzling this out. Basically, they figured out that the dinner party tweet thread is like this extremely long form elaborate riddle that is giving them both the location and directions for where to find an item that has been placed in a location and how exactly to find this item. Oh, shit. It is, what is it? It is... <laughs> So I'm going to get into it, but. So they just do some like the the, the guy at the what is it? The the Always Sunny in Philadelphia with the yeah. guy. Um, Pepe Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia. They just do that at the problem until they solve it. Yeah, basically. So the the logic is kind of like this. So one of the one of the tweets is uh, 
I looked up to try and find a street sign, and there was a living mural in its place, a small cavalry of nine horsemen, all headless. And they're like, oh, the headless horsemen. It's the legend of Sleepy Hollow. Washington Irving wrote the legend of Sleepy Hollow. So the building is at 9th and Irving Street. Holy shit. Okay. (laughs) That's the logic that they go through for every single tweet in this thread. Uh, Are they right, though? They are. And I'm going to get into it. Um. (gasps) And a lot of the thread is very kind of specific instructions for where he, for where Chuck sat at the dinner party. And they're like, oh, we have to go through a bunch of stuff to get this item. So here are the instructions for the dead drop that they got out of this riddle. Go to the grass. Go to the Gratitude Cafe at the intersection of 9th and Irving in San Francisco. Go to the greenhouse section of the cafe. Sit at the first table on the left. You should be seated at a bench with your back to the wall with a peacock feather and a plant across from where you're sitting and a sign with a question written on it hanging over your table. Make a note of what the sign actually says. Holy shit. There's more. (laughs) Do not ask any questions or say anything about the game to the waiter or other staff and try not to draw attention to yourself. Consider everyone in the cafe out of the game. It doesn't matter what sort of food you order. You are looking for a small item most likely located underneath the table or bench. If it's not underneath your table or seat, try looking casually around the greenhouse. Oh my god. Bring a camera in case the item can't be detached. Post your report here. They got that out of, like, eight tweets. <laughs> That's all from eight tweets? Yeah. I think I think it's slightly more than eight. It might be, like, ten or twelve. But they got all of that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. See, I, I want to do an ARG that has this kind of component in it so badly, but I, like... I would be so worried if I ever sat down at a restaurant and I was like, I got to be casual, but I got to look for a little hidden item at my table. Oh, yeah. I'm about to get into the there was a whole like three day saga of them trying to find this item. Oh, no. So like what what happens? Can you imagine? Sorry. Can you imagine if you go to this restaurant and someone is sitting at that table? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Does that happen? I, I like I I can't imagine where it's like oh well I guess I'll come back tomorrow and then like yeah. four days later you're that weird guy that comes in for lunch every day. <laughs> so yeah, basically something like that happened. Oh no. Um, one uh one user on the forums try uh got there, sat in the right table, tried to find the item, couldn't find it, came back uh later in the day to the restaurant. And then found the wrong thing, which is just like some garbage that he was like, oh, this looks important. Hey, <laughs> I then, found a mysterious pepper shaker. And then um, it was it was like, I think, like a piece of tape on the underside of the table that had something written on it. Oh it was God. just like a piece of duct tape. Um, and then the Twitter was like, no, idiot, that's not, that's not <laughs> it. <laughs> uh because I think what was happening was the guys running this were also keeping an eye on the forums to make sure they had kind of found what they were supposed to. 
and we're using it to kind of uh, point them in the right direction. Um, Good. I, Otherwise, they'd be following a piece of tape to the end of the earth. Yeah. So that guy gave up. Um, another guy on the forums came the next day to look for it, found nothing. And then finally, someone found it completely by accident. Just like someone who was in the restaurant found it by accident. And I guess someone else who was also there at the same time, or like a friend of theirs, convinced them to make a account on the forums and share it. How? <laughs> Which is... <laughs> that's, oh my... that's like the wrongest you can get it. <laughs> I just, I feel like at some point, like, that's day three where, like, it's actually just Mike Russo and Michael, uh, the other guy, and um, Jagoda all being like, these guys aren't going to find it. Let's just, like, hey, I mysteriously found a thing. Here you go. Bye. <laughs> like, in in terms of how well a dead drop for your ARG can go, this is, like, you can't get it any wronger than this. <laughs> Yeah. And I I don't think it it was even that they hit it too well. Like I think it was exactly where it was supposed to be, just like no one could find it. They're too <laughs> Which, busy. Go ahead. Okay, to be fair, I spent a lot of years running humans versus zombies at my college and we did have a lot of instances where we hit an object and we told our players exactly where it was and exactly where it looked like, and they would bring back just the randomest shit that they found. <laughs> there was one time when we hid a walkie-talkie and we showed them, like, another walkie-talkie in real life, and we were like, this is what it looks like. You were looking for this exact walkie-talkie. <laughs> and... They brought back a giant paper mache insect that they had found. How? That's. Marn. Marn, how did. Marn. <laughs> when you tell people to, like, go off on a mission to find something, they will just grab anything that looks even remotely significant and be like, oh, I solved it. I did it. So, I run a lot of D&D, and the big secret of being a dungeon master is that, like, Sometimes when the players say, hey, I solved this riddle, sometimes you just say, yeah, you did. Good job, Scamps. <laughs> Let's move on from here, because you've been looking at this for 40 minutes, and uh, I had other stuff I wanted to do tonight. Like, God. sometimes you just let it go. Yeah, so the the drop item was another piece of the map. Uh, I think it was just taped to the bottom of the table or, like, the seat or something, and no one could find it. Okay. Uh, I guess I guess there is no casual way to look under a chair yeah. at a restaurant. Unless you, like, reach under there, but I... Uh, <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to put their hand under a, a chair in a restaurant. Yeah, like, that's, a, that's a real mixed bag. You're playing with fire. Um, uh, the I fire mean, is chewed gum. <laughs> Someone like, had to put it there, though, so someone clearly had to go down there and attach <laughs> it. Um, but so they find something in the booklet. I think it was like a caption that they figured out was another riddle that led them back to, oh yeah, it's going to be a map of Central Park, and that kind of confirmed it for them. Okay. Um, and then uh, several weeks pass. 
January comes along, um, in case you forgot, there's a countdown clock uh, counting down to January 16th on the website. Right. Uh, so January 1st through the 9th of 2009, uh, they find two more pieces of the map. Um, one is on a hidden page of the This Is My Milwaukee website, which I think they found either in the source code or they just started tacking random things on to the end of the URL to see what worked. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah, I've done do. that. It's not uh, honorable. It's not noble. You never <laughs> feel good doing it, but occasionally it works. Um, and then the other one is from uh, Morris Madison makes a Facebook post uh, with the last piece. She tells the players not to tell Lips LaRue about it because Lips works for Black Star. Mm. Uh, and she says either to get it to the rebels, quote unquote, or figure out what to do with it on their own. Uh, Who are the rebels? It's, so it's not well established at this point. Uh, there's like a couple tweets about it, I think. Um, and like maybe one more Facebook post. But there are like rebel gangs roving around Milwaukee. <laughs> okay. They're, just... they're basically uh, in direct opposition to Blackstar. But they're just like gangs. They're like fifties, like greaser gangs, from what I <laughs> understand. Hanging out at the dunes. There's yeah. There's like a there's a tweet on like Chuck's Twitter that's like, oh, what is it? He talks about how like one of the gangs like beat him up and like took his food or something. <laughs> <laughs> um. And the, and like they're not they're not like bad guys, but they're not like good guys either. Sure. It's uh, it's morally ambiguous. I get it. Yeah. Um there is yeah, there's uh <laughs> he has a tweet that's like attacked by some rebels, the snake charmers tonight. They tried <laughs> to take a can of peaches I was appreciating at the time. I let them live. <laughs> <laughs> well, he had his black star sort of slaying on him, but uh he decided <laughs> to let him go for the night. <laughs> so yeah, the, so the so the the players are supposed to either get the map to the rebels or figure out what to do with it on their own, uh, and they combine the scraps, which indicate that an event called Act Two uh, will take place on January seventeenth at the Central Park volleyball courts at three p.m. Uh, Act Two is generally, I know they have like the year system that's like ACT whatever. Uh, but I think it's generally assumed to mean like Act Two of the ARG, like this is the end of Act One. Okay, yeah, like Act Two of a play, not. Yeah. We didn't time travel back eight years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so January sixteenth rolls around, uh, and it's countdown day. Uh, the countdown reaches all zeros and then resets to say the word bonus question mark. And then uh, Lips LaRue posts to the Young Professionals of Milwaukee Facebook group, uh, telling the young professionals that they shouldn't um, cavort with rebels. And she says that Blackstar has sent out armed uh, response teams to search for rebel sympathizers. Uh, and okay, then so... so they're sending out the, the creepy workers with the raised arms. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're going to go beat workers. down some thugs. 
Um, and so the Central Park event is the next day, and I have just linked to a summary of it because I'm going to run through it really quick. Hit me. Uh, and I didn't feel like writing it all out. Uh, <laughs> there's actually a recorded video of the entire thing. Uh, oh, really? Go and watch it. Yeah. Um, so there were five people from the forums showed up, and there, uh, if you look in the video, there's like one mystery guy that people now generally accept to be, I think Thomas Bender, who was just kind of who just kind of like showed up mingled in with the people from Unforum. Thomas uh, Bender is one of the guys that runs yeah, Sindine, right? The Sindine guys, yeah. Okay. Uh, and just to kind of like oversee what was going on, I guess, and like nudge <laughs> them in the right direction if they needed it, which was smart. Yeah. Uh, so they get to Central Park. Uh, Joey, the intern from the Tourism Commission, shows up, uh, and he gives them more of like the fennel. No, he gives them actual fennel bulbs. I think. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Uh, and then he, he gives, gives them a family seed. Yeah, he gives them family trees, uh, and he basically dumps a whole bunch of world building on them. Uh, he gives one of the forum people, whose name is Relia or Relia, uh, he gives her this trophy called the Champion Dynasty Fund trophy, which I believe it's just like a trophy that you can get like off the internet and it has like a sculpture of a turkey on it <laughs> <laughs> like you can buy it probably for like a dollar on the internet uh and he's, <laughs> he tells her that it's like a powerful weapon uh and okay. he he says that uh there's been this like power outage in milwaukee uh and blackstar is trying to create a power board so that they control the electrical power and he mentions that the mayor is kind of like a figurehead and it's that, secretly the shady corporation under it all yeah and that godseed fragments might be released into all the sectors um and he shows them that there is a way to counter the power run uh from the black star workers uh, you can you is, can counter it yeah, so you stand in a V formation and you hold the fennel bulbs and you yell "bonus" at the worker. Uh, so you need and, like multiple people to do it. Yeah, and he also says that workers can take on any appearance uh, to disguise their true nature. Oh shit! It's not yeah. just creepy guys with glasses and yeah, briefcases. But mostly, but mostly it's creepy guys with glasses. Okay. Okay. Uh. And then uh, the person in the V formation with the, the trophy really is supposed to shout, Bonub! I don't know how they came up with this, but that's what it is. Uh, okay. And then, and then, so they're walking through Central Park, and if you see the video, this is, like, just incredible. They're like, oh shit, Worker is here, because it's snowing out, and they see this guy in glasses and short sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> just is it... like across the clearing <laughs> <laughs> you just look across the lane and go oh shit <laughs> yeah, like, can you imagine I need to check out these videos can you imagine like the the adrenaline rush if you're like walking with this group of people you see this guy 
across the way, like make eye contact with him, and he just starts running at you. Doing the power run, arms yeah. extended victoriously. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. I would I would just probably just lie down and accept death. Holy shit. Yeah, I would forget everything that you 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 told me specifically how to defend myself against them. I would forget all of it. I, I would. Know. Holy shit! I, mean, I would just be like, "All right, he's gonna kill me." Yeah, <laughs> I've accepted it. Black I'm Star can die. do whatever they want with my remains. I have met life. my end. Um, Goodbye, everyone. Take care of my family tree for me. So basically, he starts running at them. Uh, intern Joey organizes them in the V formation, and they counterattack, and uh, hell and yeah, they kind of they kind of manage to daze him, so he's only walking at them. Uh, and then Relia uses the trophy to knock him to the ground, <laughs> uh, and he, so he gets up and I guess retreats and spills some like dollar bills out of his pockets. Oh uh, shit! You get paid. I think they're fake. Oh, they're dark dollars. Um, and then uh uh Joey chases the worker off, uh so he does not uh bother the players, but he's like, figure out what these dark dollars are for. Uh and the players take the dollars to a secondary location. I think they just like go to a Starbucks or something. <laughs> um and yeah, yeah, they use the table in Reasonable Haven to decode uh the message on the dollars which is a message from mars madison uh she says like i have this job at black star i'm in too deep and she gives them a address uh at 888 8th avenue in new york city so they go there uh and they find the three young professionals like the business women on the world no, the businessmen that are pulling oh. ter- Terry Nanny on the roller skates in the video. The the ladies that like walk by elbow and elbow laughing yeah, to themselves yeah, yeah, yeah. like eight times. Yes. Holy shit, I didn't think they'd be real characters. That's incredible. <laughs> uh so yeah, they're there. Uh they uh they announce that this is like the beginning of the second phase. And they give the players a diary that belongs to Mars Madison, and then they leave. They just, like, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so as far as the players are concerned, this is, like, the beginning of the second act of This Is My Milwaukee. But, unfortunately... No. Yeah. Unfortunately, things kind of uh, peter out after that. Um, there's a couple, like, Facebook posts... Uh, there's a couple tweets throughout February and March, and then not a lot happens. Uh, the most notable thing that happens, which I was very fascinated with, was um, uh, Relia, Relia takes the statue home and kind of unscrews the uh, trophy from the base. And she finds that someone has written in very, very tiny letters, uh-oh, on the base. Okay. And as soon as she posts that on the forum, Mars and Lips and I think Chuck all make posts that say, uh-oh, like the day that she posts that on the forums. Oh, shit. And she gets a message from the YouTube channel that says, like, what have you done? <laughs> well, she broke the powerful weapon. Yeah. 
Uh, but uh, Chuck starts tweeting, and the player he starts tweeting about like things that are important to him being damaged and like oh, bad shit. luck happening, and the players are like, "Oh, maybe we're supposed to like destroy the trophy." Um, and the the and really is like, I don't. I don't know if I want to do that. Like, this is supposed to be an important item for the ARG. I don't know if I want to destroy it. Like, it could come in handy later, and that might not be the intention. Uh, she starts a poll on the forums as to if she should do it or not. Um, the poll ends up saying, yes, you should destroy it. Uh, but then there are some new tweets that everyone's like oh maybe you shouldn't and uh really eventually decides not to destroy it um but there's big yeah. drama if, about it if if i was if i was playing an arg and i found like a little trophy that one of the characters handed to me it would take a real powerful force and like direct spelling <laughs> out by the people running the game yeah. that i had to destroy it because that thing is sitting on my mantelpiece forever yeah, I think I think the problem was that after she unscrewed the the thing, like, cause I I think it like would go back on, like it was just like a part that was naturally removable. Right. Um, I think the problem was they the people running the Twitter, I guess, Bacala and Benner were being extremely vague about what she should or shouldn't do, and so okay. it led to this this huge fight on the forums where a bunch of people were very staunchly like yes you should destroy it it doesn't matter if it negatively affects the story so just do it so something will happen because we're at a standstill and we don't know what we should be working on and this will make the plot move uh and she was like no i'm not gonna do that because i don't think that it's what they want us to do and i want to keep this thing that i've earned yeah absolutely 100 percent. Uh, i'm right there with you <laughs> And so after that, um, they aren't really given a clear path towards a new puzzle. Uh, a lot of the things that they speculate are unsolved puzzles are still to this day unsolved because a lot of what they did was kind of look at it and be like, oh yeah, this this could be a puzzle, but like we, we don't know where it goes because none of the characters are talking to us anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that was act one. We're in act two now, so like... Yeah. Um, a lot of people on the forums think that it kind of petered out due to like lack of funding because the creators were like college students or grad students or whatever, and they had other like actual day jobs. Yeah, um, I could believe that. Oh, uh, apparently, I read in an uh like the beginning of an interview with the creators that it was almost a TV show at some point. Uh, really? And, yeah, I was interested in that. Um. I guess it didn't pan out, but um, apparently they also made, like, an out-of-character post on, like, the This Is My Milwaukee Facebook page, where they were like, oh, if we go viral and, like, have this TV show, we still have a bunch of extra content, and we want, we, like, hopefully we'll get to use it somewhere in the ARG or, like, online somewhere, um, and then they... No one knows if uh, the extra content is the stuff that's already been released or, like, if there is more just, like, out there hmm. <laughs> sitting on a hard like there drive could be, somewhere. There could be more Terry Nanny videos out there is Yeah, what there, could, there could be more Terry Nanny somewhere in the world. <laughs> well, wouldn't it be nice? Yeah. Um, 
so Sindine kind of went dark for a while after that. Um, they apparently still get emails from people asking them to continue. This is my Milwaukee, which is kind of sad. <laughs> um, yeah, can you imagine going back to redoing This is my Milwaukee after like, <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's 10 years now. Yeah, this is a cool thing that you might know about. Um, they were involved with Bear Stearns Bravo, which was an art project slash ARG that maybe we will do an episode on because it's very interesting. And this is how I actually learned about This Is My Milwaukee. Because when this came out, everyone was like, oh, it's the This Is My Milwaukee guys. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that name rings a bell, but I don't know anything about it. So it's basically, uh, there was a YouTube channel called like Pronunciation Book and it posted just like normal oh, videos yeah the, the the yeah yeah and it, it posted that like was normal... an arg yeah well kind of so what what happened was it posted like normal like word pronunciation videos and then at a certain point it started posting like weird ass videos that had like monologues and stuff in them or like weird yeah. shit, and would say like something is going to happen in x days um that oh yeah i remember that countdown now i never followed yeah. up on that so <laughs> i'm gonna say something total that's gonna blow your mind then which is that um do you know the twitter account horse ebooks uh yeah they're one of those like old is that them yes the old weird twitter account is yes. these guys yeah, Thomas uh Thomas Bender bought horse ebooks from the guy who originally owned it who was just like uh like a spam generator um and continued to tweet from it for like 3 years Holy as like shit. part of this art project. Isn't that nuts? Wait, he kept it going for that long? He didn't just yeah. like take it, turn it and dump it. He kept the character going before he did the big reveal? Yes, for like Holy 3 years. Holy shit people i remember this happening like as like when it happened when they revealed because basically what happened was um they uh on the same day uh they posted like on pronunciation book they posted like a just a video that was like how to pronounce horse ebooks and then on horse ebooks they linked to this other website that whatever um that was like a video like a fmv game slash art project that they did um, okay and people were so mad that horse ebooks had been like a performance art project this whole time. <laughs> I mean, when you get something like that, like, like at the end of the day, all of those Twitter accounts are weird art art projects, yeah. whether you're advertising for something or not. Well, because I think on the same day that they uh, revealed themselves, they did like a art installation at some like very small gallery where you could like call a phone number and they would like read a horse ebooks tweet to you <laughs> which is pretty good um and okay that's so, actually pretty funny and so they came out with this like ffv game that was bear stearns bravo it's very much the same style as this is my milwaukee i would say it's like the same writing and humor and kind of like bad acting uh i <laughs> i think one of the guys Either Bender or Bacala is in it as like a main character. Uh, Henry Zabrowski is also in it. He's a main character. Uh, you play as like, oh god, what is it? It's like the whole thing is kind of like a satire of uh, Wall Street, 
and you're like a regulator like investigating uh investment bank and it's just like an fmv like choose your own adventure game where (laughs) all of this like wild shit happens there's a polygon article about it actually i'm gonna bring it up okay uh and it, it takes place in like the 31st century um the first part is free i remember playing it with one of my friends we thought it was very cool and like funny because it's the same humor as this is my milwaukee um and then the second part you have to pay like seven dollars to play and it's kind of and i think people were kind of underwhelmed by it um just because there wasn't very much more content after that i know there's like uh, the, so when you pay to get the second part you also get access to like a forum and stuff and apparently there's like still stuff going on like people are still trying to solve stuff but it's mostly just kind of died down well that's where they um, solved this is my milwaukee we just don't <laughs> know about it because it's all hidden i guess they figured out the grid puzzle and they sent someone a resume the last i saw on like the there's like a a reddit like a subreddit for bear Stearns bravo uh someone posted back in like november and was like hey we have a discord where we're still trying to solve this thing from 2013 come check us out oh man (laughs) yeah um and so aside from that uh thomas bender is doing a series of videos called post everything uh there's only two so far there's been two over like two years it's just like people monologuing over videos it's more of like an art project than like a puzzle or anything gotcha not Um, really a game yeah okay there is fan speculation that they're involved in this other arg that we may or may not do an episode on i followed it semi-closely uh while it was running it's been inactive for i think since 2017 uh, it's called Spectacular Organic. Uh, the the basic storyline was that it was like this like organic juice corporation that was actually like a front for a cult. Um, <laughs> that sounds great. There was a little bit of speculation from what I saw on Reddit that they were involved somehow because uh, the word like Sindine came up in like an official post. And people hmm. were like, oh, maybe this is, like, them being cheeky. Uh, but it's not listed on their official website, so there's, yeah, there's no and knowing. If, I don't know. If I'm designing an, an ARG, like, having a little shout-out like that is kind of a... Yeah. I don't know. It feels natural to say, like, this is the Sindine Corporation. Yeah. Wink. Like... Yeah, so the, yeah, the last thing they have listed on their website is Bear Stearns Bravo but um okay but bender has been posting like those those art videos uh and that's the last thing that he's done so uh this is my milwaukee was left unfinished did did spectacular organic end up finishing or did that just fizzle too uh it also is unfinished which is why i'm interested in covering it it ran for like kind of a while it ran uh most of 2016 i think and 2017 it looks like it stopped posting or it stopped being active about 10 months ago so 
that's fairly recent. Okay. Yeah. Um, and it it may yet kick back into action. I don't know. It it may also just be that like everyone on the Reddit moved over somewhere else, and I'm not seeing that. But... Oh, like they all got a Discord and started yeah. doing it there instead of gotcha. Yep, is yep. is liking ARGs just an exercise in pain? Yes. Okay. That's kind of the vibe I always got. I just are there any that ever finished? Uh, I guess the I guess corporate ones kind of finished because it's like. Well, yeah, the... I love bees has to wrap up because Halo Two's <laughs> coming out, <laughs> whether well, internet nerds finish it or not. Some of the viral marketing ones actually don't have. Uh, well, they have endings, but they're not very strong endings. Like I could not tell you for the life of me how the Dark Knight one ended, and the Cloverfield one always kind of tends to be open ended because every time they release a new Cloverfield movie, it reignites mm. itself. Gotcha. And they don't just like throw out a new game. They're just like, here yeah. we go. More Cloverfield arg. Basically, yeah. Like, I did it's, it now. Like it's new characters and puzzles, but it's like, oh, we're picking up from like this plot thread and this one. Huh. Yeah. So if you want to keep doing ARGs, the best thing to do is to watch the Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Okay. Watch the Cloverfield Paradox on Netflix. Yeah. It's our I official actually, stance. I actually watched it uh the night it came out last year and i uh didn't think it was bad as a lot of people seemed to think it was i thought it was a fine movie <laughs> i haven't seen any of the cloverfield stuff which is i should i just need uh, to actually get into it the original cloverfield the hype was in my opinion as someone who actually followed the arg while it was ongoing it was like better <laughs> than the actual movie <laughs> I sort of followed the Lost ARG back in the day. Oh, now that man. You, now that you say that, I don't remember yeah. a thing about it, but I did that was follow it one. a little bit. That was another one where like, every time they were marketing a new season of Lost, they were like, okay, new ARG, but we're picking back up from where the old one left off. That would explain why I had no idea what was going on, because it was like yeah. season four, season five. I think also eventually they realized that like they didn't have enough of like, an ARG loving demographic to like keep something like that going. <laughs> so they just like would release like just like cool websites that were like a tie in instead right. of like actual puzzles. That makes sense. I don't know. So all of that said, let's let's talk about this ARG as a whole. I've written some some wrap up questions for us. Uh how how would we rate this ARG on story? I mean, y you have to factor in the fact that it didn't finish. So, yeah. like, with all that, the in-day-to-day -day gameplay story and, like, talking to Chuck Jagoda and Mars and Lips and doing all the stuff with the characters of the Milwaukee Tourism Board, like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like it was a lot of fun to do. Um and the videos that they put out and the like like we were saying earlier the world building stuff is big and weird uh the video to this day like i said is it's great it's still one of the funniest most interesting videos i've ever seen like the fact that it's from a defunct arg that never finished doesn't take yeah. away from the fact that the video itself is really cool but and and the the stuff in the like the pdf that you showed like that's all really neat stuff I think that I think that kind of comes from being an art collective where they 
wanted to make sure that kind of like out of context all of the big stuff could like stand alone and like tell a story on its own which i which i like it it reminds me of like like a big fantasy novel where you're like well this guy really cares about this world that he's created <laughs> and all of the like he likes the history of this fantasy world that he's inhabited with these characters but the day-to-day writing of his actual plot is kind of bland and generic i was gonna say it kind of reminds me of um do you know wham city comedy uh no i don't so they have done uh a couple infomercials for adult swim they did uh unedited footage of a bear and this house has people in it okay yes i do uh i liked unedited footage of a bear i cannot get through this house has people in it (laughs) So both of those have websites that go along with them, and like, uh, the this house has people in it. One has just like three, like three hours of bonus content. It's like it has like extra videos, holy extra, shit, like transcripts. I want to do an episode on it because it's like fascinating to me, even though I can't get through a lot of it because it's really creepy. Yeah, I. <laughs> um, I, I can't do anything that's that's like even that video you posted earlier where it's just yeah. like a, a hidden camera following a guy through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when it's in a movie, it's fine because it's like there's a cameraman and a whole film crew behind it. But when it's like this is a busy intersection and there's a camera that keeps getting blocked by people, yeah. but you're following a guy creeps me out. I yeah, can't same. do that kind of like surveillance. I can't do it. Um. So so basically. Uh, their whole thing is they're an art collective also, and they make these infomercials and, like, videos that stand alone by themselves, but then they usually have, like, bonus material somewhere on the internet that will kind of add context uh, mm. or, like, tell a story in addition to the story that they've told on its own. And I feel like that's kind of what... um what Sindine has done with This Is My Milwaukee. Like, the video tells a story on its own, mm-hmm. but then the if you look into the ARG and, like, you find the pamphlet and stuff, it adds, like, a wider context to what's happening in the video. I, I want to play this tabletop RPG. I want to play Same. this Fallout mod. I want to play... Like, I want to do things in this world... And this world is made through like a 10 minute video on YouTube, a a weird job listing posting, <laughs> and a a 10 page PDF of a fake tourism video. Like Yeah, like some emails. Yeah, I I, I want to I don't want to live in this world, but I want to play no. in this world. I want to play in this space. Um and that's that's really cool. Even if the day-to-day yeah story being told through the game isn't necessarily the strongest i want to know everything about this world um yeah when i was doing the outline i was like oh this is all like really mundane stuff like people are just like making a lot of phone calls but like i guess it's the the context around the phone calls that's makes it exciting like learning all this new information about milwaukee and decatur and the god seeds yeah like in this pdf decatur has the nickname big brass city yeah i want to know everything about that brass is three of the eight important materials like 
there's some weird you know here this is a weird comparison but like you've seen mad max fury road right yeah 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 so you know how watching that video you're like there's a lot of lore here that i don't necessarily know but i yeah. understand and yes. i can feel it in my bones and while the plot of this movie isn't like you know you're not writing narratives you're, you're not writing dissections of like the plot itself as it's presented in the movie but the world around it and the plot as it involves that world is really cool yeah that's kind of no, how i, I feel about this yeah i think i think it's definitely that like art writer collective mindset yeah where it's like oh we're not gonna go in with like a really strong plot in mind but like we have this extremely detailed world that we want to <laughs> share with everyone i would, i want to see their just like they're just like plot bible like their world building right. document of like everything that is canon to the world of this is my milwaukee like they had to have that right they couldn't they couldn't have just been like making shit up off the top of their heads <laughs> as they felt like it yeah i i want to see this tv show yeah like i want I, I want them to get like you know you get a writing staff you get people that have done these expansive world building things while also telling a plot as it goes through that isn't i don't want to say hampered by gameplay but like you don't have to string it out over the course of six riddles yeah. i, I want to see what a writer could do in this universe oh man send and release release the plot bible send me the plot bible i'll write up your game i'll write <laughs> your pilot just give it to me i want to read it all so yeah story great 10 out of 10 i guess lower lower 10 out of 10 story <laughs> uh, four i don't know yeah. i don't know what this scale is either but here ten, we are uh 10 hamburgers out of 10 <laughs> <laughs> uh how do we rate it on puzzles so i it's kind of hard to rate this one just because yeah. A lot of the stuff that you said was I don't know how it got solved, but it did. Um, yeah, I was um I was surprised that uh a lot of the stuff on the wiki is like very meticulous about like the conversations and the lore, but it's just like oh, and then we found this like random string of numbers and we decoded it somehow. And and maybe it's just the um I don't know. There's a little bias where we're able to see the unsolved stuff in a lot more detail yeah. than the stuff that gets solved but it feels like a lot of stuff didn't get solved um i mean clearly they solved some things by emailing and writing stuff but like i don't know calling someone to get information that you then use toward a thing doesn't really feel like a solve to me as much yeah. as plot progression yeah i am um, i don't like a thing that relies so much on asking the characters for help for a solution like i um in my opinion you should be able to look at something and say definitively yes this is a puzzle and crack at it from there yeah and like and and yes we solved it like there's yeah i don't know it 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 doesn't feel like the puzzle element is really there yeah, like it's I, obviously it's there there's stuff to do there are youtube um like youtube sites to find and channels that's what they're called uh and yeah. books to find like uh, a code that leads to a dead drop is really cool um, yes i agree it's a shame that we don't know how they got that location for the dead drop 
the, tw- um, the Twitter riddle I thought was very cool. Yeah, that's a really cool save, uh, or a really cool puzzle and solve, and everything about that is cool. It's a shame that it took them three days to find the thing at the yeah. location once they figured that out, but it didn't really feel like a failed solve as much as it is just a <laughs> messing yeah, up was, on the yeah, player end. Just, it's just the way that people are. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I, I don't know. I feel like I don't have enough information yeah. to really rate the puzzles, but the ones that I have seen don't feel... I don't know. I feel like with a lot of um, ARGs I've done in the past, there's a lot of, hey, we found a string of numbers or whatever. And then we did these three steps and that's where we got where we're going. Maybe it's just that those three steps have been lost to time. And so I don't see it, but it doesn't really feel like that stuff is there. Yeah, I feel like there should always be like a very logical like point A to point B. And well, maybe not logical. You can just say like, oh, we we plugged the string of numbers into a bunch of decoders until we found one that worked. But like you should be able to explain how you got there. Yeah, like even like... if there wasn't a logical leap for you to go. Yeah. Like, oh, we realized this was hex and then we plugged the hex into ASCII and then we reversed the ASCII and then put it into <laughs> Like, even if the kind of steps leading to that logic are a bit nonsensical, it it's still kind of the game mechanics. Like, that's where yeah. in the video game you say, and then I swung my sword at it until it died. Like, just because that little part isn't a big story, there's still the larger puzzle narrative at play that just doesn't, it doesn't feel fully thought out. And maybe that's just because we're talking about a puzzle that's 11 years old, yeah. and we only have the leftover accounts of someone saying, I don't remember, but then we got this. Yeah, I'm also kind of inclined to rate them on the lower end because uh, it's not good if people can't figure out if the things in your game are puzzles or not. Like with the the whole trophy thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do agree with that. It's like, it's kind of like an escape room. Like there are things that at first glance might not look like puzzles, but at some point you have to realize, oh, this is a solve or, oh, we don't have the tools for this, but yeah. we could go back and solve this later. We acknowledge the puzzle ability of this, even if we can't solve it right now. Yeah. So I would say maybe like a two out of ten for puzzles, maybe like a three. I, I was but... willing to give it the benefit of the doubt and go with like a three or four just because I don't. There's so much yeah, that I, I don't would, know, I would... but you know maybe it's a, it's a yeah, four would, on I would say like puzzles but yeah like a, a three yeah four on puzzles two on documentation that gives you a three <laughs> um replayability how would uh, you write this it's very good if you make your own arg to look up an actor <laughs> that used to do a video for the game um replayability i would say zero from the yeah. like actual gameplay scale on the um I do want to add a little caveat, though, that, like, the stuff is still cool. Oh, um, yeah. The videos are still neat. The um, the PDFs and stuff, they're still interesting. Um, even at a later time, if you just have a list of assets at hand to look at, it's yeah, a neat, cool game. Um, it's cool to talk about. It's not necessarily good to play. Yeah, um, the wiki is thorough enough that I would suggest people listening to this uh, check it out and do like a deep dive. Uh, I was really helpful in making my outline. Uh, they have 
screen caps and like scans of pretty much everything that I've described here. Uh, so if you want to see any any of that like physically, go check out the wiki and we'll link it in the show links probably. Yeah, I'll try to do that. Yeah. I've got uh, a list of things to add. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I I think replayability zero, but uh, all of the individual assets are very fun to go back and look at and yeah. notice new things. I think that about wraps us up. Um, I added a last question here to wrap us up, which is, um, do we have anything in our lives to recommend that we've been into lately of the, I guess, mystery genre or puzzle variety? Ooh, mystery or puzzle variety. Um, Or args, if you're playing an arg right now. So something that feels like it has all the complexity of an arg is Kingdom Hearts 3. That just came out. I've been going through. I did a deep dive into watching all the cutscenes to get ready. And oh boy, was I not ready for it. Um, That's its own puzzle. Um, I'm not going (laughs) to recommend that though. Um, Honestly, I haven't seen that much that's argy lately. Um, But I have been hearing a lot of really good things about russian doll on netflix oh yes i watched that over the weekend it's so good okay then then you tell me about it is it recommendable in this space uh yes my girlfriend and i watched the entire thing in four hours (laughs) oh how long uh, is it it's so it's eight episodes but they're 30 minutes each so it takes like four hours to watch oh okay um yeah, I really liked it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. Sure. Uh, but the basic premise is that it's Natasha Leone, and she plays uh, this woman who is stuck in a time loop uh, that starts on her birthday, and it resets every time she dies. Uh, but she keeps dying in, like, uh, like random and unexpected and unfortunate ways. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. I uh, I will have to check it out and recommend that you all check it out too. Um, other than that, good. I don't have any puzzles in my life that I can recommend. I've watched a lot of Letterkenny. Oh, uh, I, need to, I need to start watching Letterkenny. It it sounds like a puzzle when you're trying to figure out what they're talking <laughs> about. Um, I know a lot of people that really enjoy it. I just haven't sat down to uh, watch it yet because I know there's like six seasons. Well, yeah, and they're they're all pretty short. They're all like six to eight episodes each oh okay um but it's a it's a good show it gets a little lost in the middle seasons but it's you know what show hasn't when it's got six seasons yeah fair enough um so do you have anything going on that you're working on that you would plug kinda um so outside of russian doll which i liked a lot um i have been kind of at a distance following this new thing that actually whim city comedy is doing and i'm about to sound like a shill for audible but they released an audio drama on audible uh that's called reverse transmission and the plot of it is extremely hard to describe because it's like a bunch of different narratives going on at the same time but the core narrative is about this girl who becomes the like an uber driver and she works in like a car with an AI inside of it. And the AI 
starts hitting people with the car and killing them and forcing her to cover up the murders. Holy shit. Uh, and there is an entire ARG going along with it that's, like, currently running. Uh, and I've, I'm that... not, like, actively playing it, but I'm in the Discord and I get notifications every time there's an update, so I've been kind of keeping tabs. Uh, the that latest sounds thing really that happened... cool. Oh, it's super cool. The latest thing that happened was they sent out actual physical cassette tapes with, um like additional recordings from the audiobook on them and so it was a lot of like millennials going to stores and like having to get cassette tape players <laughs> yeah you'd have oh, information you'd have to get a vcr and then you'd have yeah. to buy a tv they can hook up to the vcr because mine can't i don't think oh, it was very good um and there was and so they they sent out, they like physically mailed out these tapes that had like a whole other character's who, narrative from the audiobook who was like briefly mentioned like once in the actual audiobook. That's really cool. Had, and it had this like entire new recorded audio drama on it, which was super cool. And I helped transcribe it. So if you're looking for a new ARG to get into, when City is doing this, uh, they're. Uh, the community on the Discord is actually working on transcriptions of every episode of the audio drama, so you don't have to have an Audible subscription to get involved. You can go and read those, um, and you should check it out. <laughs> cool. You said that's reverse transmission? Yes. Uh, it is written by Ben O'Brien, who is part of Web City, and he's very cool. Um, they also did a thing recently where they do these live streaming shows on Adult Swim where uh, people can call in and like interact with the characters and influence the plot. Huh. And those are really fun. Um, they're archived on Adult Swim. The first one was Cry of Man uh, and the audience kind of didn't know what it was doing and they got one of the characters killed. And so when they when Wham City was like, oh, we're gonna do this thing again, everyone was like, all right, we're gonna get our shit together this time. <laughs> so they like got the quote unquote good ending nice. uh, the second time that's, they did. That's it, Cry of cool. Man with two N's, right? Yes, and then the second one was called Ca Call of War with two R's. Okay, um, and it's it's very cool. It's interesting to see kind of over the progression of the episodes how the audience members are like getting their shit together behind the scenes and like figuring out a plan for like how to talk to certain <laughs> characters that sounds really cool it's very neat i like Wham city comedy a lot they're from baltimore so okay. i have to like them but they're they're very cool i like their their stuff cool uh and what have you been working on lately where can people find you Oh no. Uh you can find me on Twitter at Corpse Revivers. Um that's pretty much the only social media that I frequently update, I think. Uh I write some stuff that updates. Uh I write some web serials. You can find it all on my Twitter. And where can people find Uh put them here though. What are they? Oh god. Uh, my girlfriend Alyssa and I write a web serial called Prairie Song that's about cowboys in the post apocalypse, and then I write another one that's a mystery. Uh, and it is called Deep Blue Bottomless, and it's like Jaws, but also it's like Twin Peaks. That sounds right up my alley. I need to check that out. 
yeah, you should read it. It's pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, you can find me online. Uh, my Twitter handle is at uh, AC Sherman writes uh, like Marn. That's the only real social media I use. Um, and I am going to start posting some stuff on the Dungeon Masters Guild pretty soon. Uh, so if you if you are a tabletop gamer and like D&D and want to own modules, I will start doing that uh, very soon. Uh, I'm going to have one about a, a, a dungeon that might have a dragon in it uh, and another one about an island of glassblowers. So we'll oh, get those out when awesome. they're out. I want to play that. Um... I, I'll, I'll send you some info. Yeah, I want to play the Glass Wars one. That sounds dope. Yeah. Uh, you can find us collectively at Argonauts Pod on Twitter and yes. ArgonautsPodcast.com. Great. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, have a great two weeks. Yeah, we have been the Argonauts. This has been the Argonauts. I should say that. That's absolutely true. <laughs>